to talk to you. This is something that I have been practicing for a long time. I like to speak about stuff that I'm trying to conquer or that I've conquered. Usually I'm trying to conquer. I'm conquering. And this is one of them, and it's called Be Still and Know. And it's come, uh, the scripture that I'm going to use is Psalm 46, 10 and 11. Can put that up. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Think about that. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I love that. That's one of my most favorite scriptures. And I'm going to talk about that. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 15. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Notice he knew who he was. He didn't want Peter to think, I'm confused. Like, who do men say that I am so I can kind of get a grasp of who I am? He said, who do men say that I am, that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? I have a question for you today, and this is probably one of the most important questions that you could answer in your life. Who do you say that he is? We already know God is great. He is awesome. But who do you say that he is? According to the word, he is or I am. He is God. He's the creator. He's the judge. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the bright and morning star, the king of glory. These are things the Bible says that he is, and he acts, in the, and he acts out in the Bible, in, in, in this earth. He's Lord God Almighty. He's my strong rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my joy. A strength to the poor. He is holy. He is love. When you hurt or you have a broken heart or a broken spirit, he is your comforter. When you're lost, he is your salvation. He is your savior. When you are sick, he is your healer. When you are troubled or confused, he's your counselor. When you're sad, he's your joy. When you're weak, he is your strength. When you're anxious or worried, he's your peace. When you have lack, he is your provider. When you feel alone, he is Emmanuel. God with us today. He is Emmanuel. He is with us right now. And if you could leave here knowing who he is, then you know who you are. And then you know who he has called you to be. 
And I have a feeling it is much bigger than you could have imagined. It is much bigger than what life has dealt to you or your circumstances that you might be in right now. He is much bigger. And he wants to awaken you to who he is so that you know who you are. And knowing who he is to you, it only comes by revelation. In Matthew 16, it goes on and it says in verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, well, Jesus asked him, uh, who, right before that, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he says in verse 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He has to reveal himself to you. I'm flesh and blood and I'm talking to you. But I believe there's another voice speaking to your heart, speaking to your spirit today. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to show you how good he is, how big he is, how much he can do in your life. He can turn, and you've heard this, he can turn your mess into your message. He's been that with me. But, you know, one of the key things for you to know who he is so that you can know who you are is you have to be still and know. You have to seek him. You cannot find it just on Sunday morning. You cannot find you can find him on Sunday morning, but to experience this great big God, you've got to seek him. He says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. What I found with what Becca was saying, the times I have found God and felt, I say felt God the most was when I was in the most desperate places. Does anybody, can they, you relate to that? It's a shame that it takes that, you know, because sometimes when life's going good and we're doing all right and we're just going through life, we can just think, well, everything's okay. I don't really need God. I mean, I want him, I love him, but I don't need him. But when you're in a desperate place, that's when we usually seek him the most. And you do find him. But he wants us to have that kind of heart every day of our life. So that we don't just wait for a desperation. But we're ready. We're ready to receive uh, at any point. So that we can go further with him. I wanted to show you. I've got a little picture I took of my little be still place. This is in our house. I didn't like clean, well, I kind of cleaned it up a little bit. It's a work in progress, okay? But we, we bought a home in Baton Rouge. It was a flooded home. We've been remodeling, which 
Paul knows well. And um, I wanted a place where I could just get with God. I, I have found a place over the years. Now, everybody can have their own little place. I've had a closet before. This actually was part of a closet. And I said, okay, I want to make it my little spot. It's not big. You can see a chair there. Small. But it's my little place. And really, no one else is supposed to use my little place. My husband, no. I mean, I'll let him come visit. But um, every once in a while, I'll let one of my grandkids just hang in there. It's so cute when you see them and they're sitting in the chair and reading or something. But um, that's my secret place. That is my place to go and seek him. I want to encourage you women Find a place. Find a place. Well, you, you might say, well, I don't, we don't have whatever. We don't have that kind of house, or we don't have that nice of a home, or you don't, we're crammed wherever we are. Find a spot. I don't care if it's on the edge of the couch, <laughs> in the bathroom. Find a place. I used to have it at a, a, a big closet, but that was my spot, like, to get away. Moms can relate to this, I know. And, of course, I'd have to get up early to be able to do it. Men, you might think, okay, this is strictly for women today. This is not where I'm at. Well, men, you need to seek God too because your family is dependent on it. They need you. Your wives need you. Your children need you. And so my husband doesn't have a little room like this. He actually sits in the dining room at a chair and has his iPad uh, on the table. And he somehow he can block out everything. I don't know. I don't function that way. I have to... When, funny thing is when we, y'all can keep that up there. Just keep it up there till, um, when we were doing this room, because my husband was like, well, let me get you a room because he knows how I like that. He's like, okay, we're going to make it soundproof. And uh, he put a double lock on it. I don't know exactly why, but so no one could get in. And so uh, it's not soundproof, okay? I can hear everything that is going on outside that room. It's right by the living room. I don't know what happened with the soundproof thing, but anyway. So sometimes I have to put my headphones on if there's a lot of activity. But anyway, I have my secret place. Men, you can have a spot in your room or outside on the porch or whatever, but you need a place to discover and find him and know who he is so that you know who you are. You are much bigger. You are much better than you even think you are. No matter how much progress you have made already in your Christian walk, God wants to bring you to higher and bigger places. But you know what? You won't get there unless you start seeing yourself the way that he sees you. Why am I up here speaking? I used to be so freaked out about being in front of people. Even when uh, we were, my husband was the pastor, I, just, I wouldn't even lead the women's ministry. I was like, nope, let's find a great godly woman in the church. Let her lead. Did that for years until <laughs> it was like, okay. But I, I, I started experiencing because of that, finding that place to seek God, I started realizing I'm much better. Now, obviously, I'm not saying this prideful. I'm just saying this because i got to know who I am. And so I started knowing, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not going to be this insecure person. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I have boldness. I have joy. I have peace. I started having a transformation right here. 
This is where it takes place. It doesn't even matter what's going on out there because there's a lot of things we can't fix, right? Only God can fix them. But we can have a part in fixing this. And when we start thinking right, things start happening. So, that's a place where I go and I steal myself. It's like I get into the zone. And you'll notice, do the second picture. Do you have the second picture? <laughs> that's across from the table. That's a, I have a window, thank God. And it's be still and know. Because I have found, I'm, I can only speak for myself, but I think I'm speaking for a lot of women and probably men. <laughs> Perfect timing. I told my son-in-law, you just make sure and be the amen corner. It's easy. <laughs> but I have to get still. My mind is going in directions. My mind is thinking about what's going on that day. Can anybody relate to this? I'm thinking about, I got to do this, 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 and this. I got to go here. Oh, no, what about these bills? Oh, this, that. I, I have to get in a spot to where I can steal myself. I look at that sign, and I'm like, okay. I'll be still and know. Because notice it says, be still and know that I am God. You've got to steal yourself to know that he is God. He is able. He is bigger than whatever is going on in your life. He is bigger. That's a place I get, I get in there. You can go back to that other spot. I get in there. I get on. I put on some worship music. I, get my, I have a devotional. I write in it on that little table. My husband has an iPad. And I noticed y'all were doing like a 21-day devotional. I was re reading some of those. Those were great, weren't they? So focused, such a great word. Get, it just gets you plugged in. It gets you like, okay, focused. And then I start with thanksgiving. I start with thanking him. So many times we can think of all the things that need to change, and we're not thankful for what he's already done. Sometimes you got to just because you, you, you're, Maybe you have a lot of things on your mind. you got to start saying, you know what? Thank you, God. I walked in here this morning. Thank you, God. I'm alive. Thank you, God, that my children are safe and healthy. Thank you, God, we had breakfast this morning. Thank you, God, I, can, I have a job where I can go to work. you got to just start naming them, counting them. And when you start doing that, that's much bigger than the problem that is going on in your life. You start saying, God, I am thankful. And let me tell you this, when you start being thankful, guess what? God starts listening. He's like, wait a minute, I hear that. He says, enter his courts with thanksgiving. No, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. You're getting into the gates. You're getting in. And God's saying, wait a minute, I hear one of my children. They're being thankful this morning. I know as a parent, I'm spitting. I can just see that little flying. Sorry, I might have to get out of the light here. Don't judge. I used to judge my husband on that. So, okay. I don't see it over here. That's when you, you preach good, okay? When you just start spitting. It just doesn't even matter. There's no one here to receive that anointing right there. But, okay. Anyway, you get God's attention. I know as a parent I have five kids. And when my kids are thankful, I want to bless them more. Don't you as parents, 
you respond to a thankful heart. Secondly, I, uh, I began to praise him. I begin to praise him for who he is. He is bigger than anything going on in my life. He is bigger. And I begin to praise him for the answers that he's going to give. The answers, the solutions. And I start feeling his presence. I start feeling like, wait a minute. I got his attention and he's in here with me. I'm not joking. It's real. And if he does it for me, he does it for you. But you got to take the time. And then I begin to worship and acknowledge who he is. And he begins to act on my behalf. I'm not begging and pleading. I'm saying, God, I'm believing you. You are good. You are faithful. You are my provider. I'm believing for provision. I'm believing for joy. I'm believing for strength. I'm believing for boldness. I'm believing for a miracle for this one that's sick. You begin to ask and you begin to believe and he begins to act on your behalf. You go in that room, wherever your room is. When we were building this house, remodeling this house, we bought the flooded home. The whole first floor was flooded, like five feet. So it was just studs when we moved in there. We lived upstairs in two bedrooms. And uh, it was just studs. There was no bathroom, no nothing. Okay? We're remodeling, and it was a pit. Paul knows because he was there. It was like, you know, and then you've got lumber. you got sheep. You, it's a mess. I'd go sit out in the backyard amongst the debris and be like, help, Lord, help. My husband's like, oh, this is going to be so beautiful. I'm like, I could not see it. It looked like a mess. And I want, part of me is wanting to kill him, thinking, what have you done? We moved from a nice apartment in Baton Rouge to this. And of course, I love it now. It's still a work in progress. But you go into that place. You go into that place one way and you come out another way. You can go in like, I don't even feel like praying. I don't, don't want to. I don't feel it. But I'm going to do it because I need God today. I need my daily bread. I need to be nourished today. You go in weak, you come out strong. You go in anxious, you come out peaceful. You go in concerned about something you come out trusting that he has the answer. When you know who he is, your greatest weakness can become your greatest strength. That fear that I had of getting in front of people, that was a weakness for me. And it was a big weakness, thinking, okay, I need to leave, but I, I felt very weak. But he started changing the way I thought. And I started taking steps of boldness and saying, I'm just going to be obedient. My husband's asking me to do this. I know God is asking me to do it. I'm just going to do it. And then, then I would say, okay, God, I'm willing to obey. Now you've got to show up. And he does. He began to change the way I saw myself. He wants to change the way you see yourself. Peter, well, he was Simon originally. Sorry, hold on. I'm closing up here. Be patient. Simon went 
His name was Reed Blowing in the Wind. He just, no whatever was going on affected him. However the wind blew, he was affected. He went in that way, but when he began to know who Jesus was, P Jesus changed his name to Peter, which means rock, solid, a stone. He became firm in who he was. He developed over time with Jesus, he developed a firm foundation. And God used him mightily. Today, you have an opportunity to make a decision to know more closely who he is. And therefore, you will know who you are. You will know who you were created to be. God created us to do great things. But like me, life happened. Growing up, I had difficult things happen. And it affected who I, who I was. It affected how I thought about myself, how I thought about life, how I thought about people. But... God wants to restore you. When you get saved, that's just the beginning. He wants to begin to take off that old stuff and show you who you really are, who you were designed to be, to do great things for God. And I was thinking this morning, and I want to read this, and we're closing. If this is your church, Oak Tree Church, and I believe it is, you're here this morning, I want to tell you, God believes in you. God believes in you. This church has a great destiny. It doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to throw at this church. This ch church has a solid foundation. God has a great destiny for you. And there are good churches throughout this city. But if you were here at this church and God planted you at this church, let me just tell you, He believes in you. He believes in you much greater than you believe in yourself. He wants it for you to have that transformation so that you can be a part. Let me tell you what He says. This is who He says you are. And it comes from Isaiah 63, I mean 61.3. To care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion or in Hammond, Louisiana. Give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes. Messages, messages of joy instead of news of doom. A praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory well on our 25th anniversary of this church God spoke to us to rename this church Oak Tree Church because he wants you and those that are out there that belong here 
He wants you to display His glory. He wants you to go throughout this city, to hold your head up high, know who you are in Christ, know that He has planted you for great things, that He is not finished with you yet. It does not matter what has happened to you. You are standing. You are standing. He is still God. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to transform you. He wants you to see yourself the way he created you to be. That you are more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. That you are faithful. And you display the glory of God in this city. That you display the glory of God in this city. That you lead others. That you show others that Jesus is good. That God is good. God is faithful. Amen? Let me finish this. Rename them Oaks of Righteousness. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to come and declare something over Oak Tree Church this morning. And God is having me declare this. This is not just for you. This is going up into the heavenlies. Rename them Oaks of Righteousness. Planted by God to display His glory. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble left behind and make it new. Amen? God has great things for you. God has great things for this church. God has planted you in this church because he believes with him as you know him. You know you. You begin to know the new you. Then you rise up and you conquer in your life. Amen? I want to pray for you. And I want to encourage you to find that place of transformation. If you take nothing from this today, take that I am going to find a place to be transformed. Let me encourage you. You're not dead. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. God wants to use you now. He wants to transform you now. But you have to believe it. And you have to do the work. I can't do it for you. No one else can. But I want to encourage you that you would leave. And in, when we're going to pray, that you would commit a time with God. Don't make any excuses. I know people got work schedules. I hear of people that have to get up at 3 in the morning. You know your situation. God knows your situation. But you've got to start with where you are. Do not let excuses stop you from the presence of God. Don't think it's too hard. I've tried. You press in and God will press into you. And he will overwhelm you with his love. He will overwhelm you with his goodness, his faithfulness. And men, that you go out and you work and you're trying to make ends meet. And you're trying to be a good father and a good husband. God will help you to succeed. He will help you to overcome. Women that are maybe are, are single moms, God will help you. He will be there for you. He will be that husband to you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will take care of you. You will rise up. You will overcome whatever obstacles are in your way. If you connect with the Creator, if you connect with the only one that can transform your life, He can do it. I promise you. So I want you to commit to a time with God.
so he can begin to speak to you he can start telling you who you are who you are and then you start declaring who he says you are you start declaring who he says he said I am able I am more than a conqueror I can do all things I will do all things because he gives me strength that's declaring now let's pray even right now I just want you to be still be still and know that he is God be still and know that he is in this room right now be still and know that he is your answer be still and know that he loves you he believes in you it doesn't matter what failures you've had before this moment he believes in you today is a new beginning now Lord I pray for every person here I just want you as an act of faith if you or you heard this word and you know that God was speaking to you and you're committing to a time with him even if it's just 15 minutes that you start with if you're making that commitment would you just raise your hand so that God sees you're serious and I see it because I'm gonna pray for you yes he sees your hand Lord you see their hands raised they mean business they heard you today God Lord I pray God that you would speak to them you would give them the grace to make the decision and to do it God that they wouldn't cancel out anything but they would say you know what this is where I'm starting if I've got to get in my backyard or I got to get in my truck or I got to get in the bathroom wherever I'm gonna get with God and I'm gonna say God I don't even know how to do this but help me start wherever you are God you see them Lord right now God I ask that you would overwhelm them with your grace overwhelm them with the determination God just like they are the most determined on certain issues I pray that they would be that determined with knowing who you are God so that they can begin to know who they are Lord do that bless your people bless this church we thank you God that you are raising up oaks of righteousness God to display your glory in the city to display your glory in their homes to display your glory in their work God that you are raising up oaks of righteousness that stand when others may fall they stand because you are with them they know that you are with them that you lead them and you guide them Lord bless your people today bless those today God if there are people that are hurting today God minister life to them today comfort hearts today Lord I pray God for each person bless them bless their marriage if they're married bless their home bless their work bless everything that they put their hand to do God and Lord first of all God Lord, bless as they uh, commit to you, God. Bless them. Lord, we just thank you. We honor you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.